0: you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 chqr it's never too soon to start a life plan it might be too late to dictate your wishes if you don't have documentation in place life plans are all about maximizing wealth protecting assets and minimizing tax they're about making sure your wants and needs are protected and your wishes are honored. You can get a lot of good ideas about life planning by going to McMillanEstate.com and reading the blog topics that are posted. Then call the office weekdays during business hours at 403 403- 266-64-64 and make an appointment to sit down with the Macmillan Estate Planning Professional. The Macmillan team will take you through the process step by step and craft a plan specifically suited to your wishes and needs. You can also take in one of their free seminars to learn more about the process of building a life plan. The next seminars are May 23rd in Calgary and the 28th in Edmonton. It might be the best 90 minutes you can invest in your own future and the future of those you love.
1: Wayne Nelson, back with you on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. We've been discussing succession planning for your family business, what the objectives are or should be, and the impact of succession planning on those concerned. My guest this morning, McMillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Now let's take a look at the possible successors or purchasers. And first and foremost, I assume would be the kids, the children of the family.
2: Mm-hmm. If parents actually have their way, what I usually hear from uh, the mom and dad is they would like to continue their business forever until they die. However, they usually receive a lot of pressure from the kids who always want to force them out of the business. And not so that they can take over it, but um, usually for the reason that they want mom and dad to take a break. And they want mom and dad to go on holiday and spend some weeks in Italy or Europe and to do the things that are on their bucket list.
1: To enjoy themselves after that lifetime of hard work.
2: Exactly. And what usually happens from the stories I hear in the office is that mom and dad usually throw it back to the kids and say, Well, I would go to Italy if you can take over the business for a month at least and watch the shop. And then we have, and then we usually hear a long silent pause in the boardroom.
1: <laughs> well, not every child has the same vision as their parents.
2: Mm-hmm. The parents, uh, you know, they should be, in a way, they are thankful that uh, their kids want to see them happy. Um, but each of these two groups have differing objectives. Mom and dad want to make the most of their legacy to leave behind for the kids and grandkids. But at the same time, uh, the kids want to see mom and dad happy and you know spend some of the money that they've worked so hard for. So these are the two um, clashing interests from the parent group and uh, the children's group.
1: Do you see a difference in attitude depending on the age of the children? And what I'm getting at is, are are millennials a little bit more uh, looking at the cash value of the business? They want to sell it, or baby boomers might be more prone to keeping the business because that's what mom and dad wanted, next generation or Gen X. Do you see those kinds of of, uh, delineations in, in Attitude?
2: That is correct. Uh, from my experience in the office, the baby boomers are more of the perception that uh, they always have to keep a tight hand in things and, you know, always save up for that rainy day because they were brought up by their parents to uh, to recognize these sacrifices and uh, save as much as possible for the future. While the newer generations more of the thought that um, if this can be sold at a gain, they would sell it regardless of sentimental value in some instances. So in a way, they're more practical financially, and they would consider selling the business if a great offer was there compared to um, keeping the business merely just for the sentimental value of it.
1: And I suppose that might break a few parents' hearts.
2: It does. It does. And uh, we've had very tough conversations where, I'll give you an example, a case study in the office. We had the parents and their intention was to keep it uh, because they inherited it from their parents as well. So and it, it's
1: now a third generation business.
2: It would have been a third generation business had they not received a generous offer from a larger multinational company. Uh, to absorb the local business in Calgary because it would enhance the, the global Western Canada presence. Sure. And because of that, the offer was a pretty generous offer and something that they couldn't just uh, take off the table. And it was because of the children talking to mom and dad that the sale was actually closed.
1: And, and I guess that's one of those objectives, one of those considerations that y- you have to examine. Mm -hmm. Now, what about other family members? You've got children. What about grandchildren or nephews or nieces? You know, you always hear those stories about, well, my
2: favorite uncle left me this. That's right. And uh, I usually see a lot of stories uh, in regard to farm families whose uh, children, um, if they don't farm, there is usually a nephew or niece who does farm the neighboring uh, property. And uh, it's because of those nieces and nephews' um, experience and because their children never did any farming that they're more inclined to succeeding the family farm over to those nieces and nephews rather than their own biological children. Uh, there's usually a, a conflict or, um, you know, a, I don't want to say disagreement, but but a certain challenge there because it seems that mom and dad are um, preferring Uh, extended family over their own. But what mom and dad merely want to achieve is to keep the farm in the family.
1: So in this situation, is there a component, a mechanism to resolve to keep the immediate children happy?
2: So there's a big impact with mom and dad giving their children direct assurance that they will not be left out altogether. And of course, uh, as long as the relationship between the parent group and the children group Are pretty much fine the parents always take care of their kids first before um, their nephew or niece Uh, and there are strategies for us to make sure that uh, these are done equitably and examples of those are uh, putting on a mortgage on the property or doing a security agreements that would provide cash flow for the children or we've even had some instances where we've provided long-term leases on the property whereby the nephew or niece would merely lease from their child, who is a landlord, for example. Uh, but the, the landlord or their child would essentially um, have the right of first refusal to purchase the farmland or take over the farmland if and when they choose to do so.
1: Would the same set of rules apply then if mom and dad wanted to leave the business or, or part of the business to a respected loyal employee?
2: Yes, that brings about another aspect um, that we have a discussion with in the office. And that is, um, first of all, it's knowledge of the business itself. Because uh, some employees, just because of the sheer number of years of loyal service, uh, that they are more aware or familiar with the business rather than their children. Uh, Another reason why it may be um, succeeded over to key employees is because those employees show more passion toward the business and clients and customers compared to the children who have never brought in a new client before, okay? And another reason is uh, because the employees have been with the business for so long and because of that breadth of time, it's been somewhat similar to a very long interview by the parent group on uh, their qualifications to take over the business, Another reason, I I might add, um, Wayne, is uh, because these key employees and their experience, they have um, a stronger knowledge base, meaning they have a background in business, in accounting, in legal, whereas their children may not be in the same uh, educational background. Not
1: necessarily saying that they were raised with a silver spoon in their mouth.
2: Not necessarily. It depends. (laughs)
1: Henry, you mentioned before about the option of selling the business outright. What considerations need to be made?
2: Uh, There are two main ways of how to sell a business. You can either do a share purchase, or you can do uh, uh, an asset purchase. And uh, each different mode has a different uh, way to uh, close the transaction. But uh, ultimately, it boils down to the motivation of the owners. First of all, they must be willing to sell. And sometimes I'll share with you, Wayne, one of the prospective buyers of the family business could be a competitor to the family business. And that's sometimes, and most often than not, a very hard pill to swallow.
1: And what about tax implications in those kinds of situations? Are they different?
2: There are different rules in regard to uh, selling shares versus selling assets. And it all boils down to the growth of the shares. If uh, you set up the company 15 20 30 years ago and the initial capitalization was a buck a share and when you're selling it your company is now worth a million dollars then uh, there's pretty much a very big growth there and uh, pretty much a big impact for capital gains tax as well compared to uh, selling um, assets Uh, when you sell assets of course these assets have a a fixed fair value. Well, I don't want. I shouldn't say fixed, but a flexible fair value, uh, and you can uh, argue and um, negotiate um, what price you would put. For example, for a building owned by a company and equipment owned by the company as well.
1: So the number one rule to keep in mind is communication. Let people know what your plans are, the objectives, and whether. It is something that is doable or that the other side wants to do. And if not, then we have the purchase option open to us. For sure. All right. We've been discussing succession planning for your family business, the objectives, the impact of succession planning on all those concerned. My guest this morning has been Henry Villanueva. If you'd like to know more, the Macmillan team will be in Calgary on Thursday, May 23rd at 6.30 p.m. and in Edmonton on Tuesday, May 28th at 6 p.m. To talk with you about estate or life planning, you can contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 403 266 6464 during weekday business hours or visit their website at MacmillanEstate.com. That's Macmillan spelled M A C M I L L A N. I'm Wayne Nelson. Thanks for joining us on the Strong Room on 770 CHQR.